Hello, and welcome to the Keep Talking series. I'm your host, Tali Berger, and I work as a prevention educator with the Office of Case Management here at CU Denver. Keep Talking is a recorded audio series aimed at decreasing societal, campus, and perceived stigma around mental health. The goal of this series is to normalize conversations around mental health and increase help-seeking behavior with mental health professionals, staff, faculty, and peers. Resources on and off campus are provided at the end of each episode. In each episode, individuals within our community share their experience with mental health. Volunteers were encouraged to share their narrative through spoken word, slam poetry, storytelling, and art. There's power in sharing your own narrative and proof that we are not alone in our experiences. All volunteers were given consent to share their stories. I thank all volunteers for their bravery and ask the listeners for their compassion. Thank you for listening. And today on this week's Keep Talking episode, we have Ripley joining us. Ripley is a music business student at CU Denver, and Ripley transferred to CU Denver during the pandemic, which is incredible. (laughs) Thank you, Ripley, for your bravery and for sharing your story with us. Thank you for having me. So I'll start off from the beginning. I was a senior in high school in the school year 2018-2019, and I desperately wanted to do everything. Um, I wanted to be the perfect overachiever, and I was really stretching myself thin throughout that whole year. I was in the three varsity choirs at my high school, and I was also an officer, so I was kind of dealing with a lot of uh, small responsibilities in terms of just my choir class. And then I was in two school of rock groups outside of school, which included the house band, which was like an audition group where you were basically kind of an officer. And then whatever performance group I happened to be in for that semester or season. And I was writing music with my own original band. And I was taking several advanced placement classes. So I was definitely very stressed. I kind of thought that everybody was like that. I didn't really think about the fact that maybe I was doing too much and not really focusing on myself. I always had really intense anxiety about other people and their perceptions of me. But I, again, kind of thought everybody was like that, thought that was normal, and that everybody was kind of thinking the same way that I did. It wasn't until later where it started to get really rough that I noticed that something was actually wrong. I think it was always there, but um, I just didn't recognize it. And neither did my parents because they didn't know anything about anxiety disorders or anything like that. And nobody I knew had that. Nobody I knew was dealing with something like that. So it wasn't exactly easy. I just kind of thought that I was overreacting about stuff. But eating, working out, and relaxing are still difficult for me to do in front of others. But it was especially hard back then. And I definitely felt like people were watching me and judging me for every little thing I did. But I kind of just thought that was normal. I didn't think that there was anything wrong with that. And then college applications on top of everything else needed to be sent in. And I applied to three schools, but I couldn't 
apply to any schools in my state because there were not any schools in my state that offered anything similar to music business. Um, I was very close to the University of North Texas, but that was only kind of teaching jazz performance and more classical venues, like avenues of music, which was just really not interesting to me. I had enjoyed choir. I enjoyed being in band when I was in it, but I wanted to go into commercial music. So I applied to three schools, Belmont University, Berkeley College of Music, and here at CU Denver. I felt like I could barely focus on school at all during this time. I felt like everybody else was having a great senior year and I was <laughs> drowning. <laughs> so people talk about their senior year. And to me, I honestly feel like I don't remember very much of it um, because I was just so overwhelmed. And I guess sometimes like what my brain decides to do is kind of block out the times that were really difficult. So I don't remember a whole lot when it comes to like actually like academically during that year. But I definitely felt like everything was starting to demand more of me and I couldn't give. So I just really didn't have any energy. My parents couldn't figure out what was going on. Even I didn't know, so I don't blame them. But all I wanted to do was sleep. And all I wanted to do was just forget that everything was happening. And even though I was accepted into all three schools, I didn't really feel like I wanted to do anything about it. I just felt like I didn't want to go. And I felt like I was kind of almost like ungrateful for the fact that I had been accepted to these three like very nice schools that were giving me money. And I just kind of felt like, I just felt like shit for lack of a better word. Um, because I just kind of was like, look at all these good things are happening to me, but I can't appreciate anything. So I kind of expected to go to Berkeley College of Music because that was the one that everybody was talking about. That was the one everybody made a big stink about. And they were like, oh, if you get accepted there, you have to go. And I kind of was like, yeah, let's go. But I knew that I really couldn't afford the tuition. I don't know how anyone does unless they just do student loans or they're completely loaded. I don't know. Um, or they get a really, really nice scholarship, but I didn't, I didn't get any money from them. I didn't have much of a, much of a way in. And I visited the school in, I want to say March of 2019. And I was kind of upset because it felt like they were very hot and cold with me where I, they were like, yes, you're accepted, but you know, kind of sucks for you. You don't have any money gonna come here and I was like well this is stupid I don't want to go here if this is the the way that they're gonna talk to me because every other school is like please come to our school we are desperate for people and so having that was upsetting and I was like I thought that you guys wanted me here I was accepted to the school you made a big deal about it and now I'm kind of feeling like it wasn't really supposed to happen at all and um, I just kind of was starting to reevaluate everything because I was like, I should want to go to this school, but I just don't. And they're not really giving me much of a reason to want to go. I don't really like the atmosphere. It's very competitive. And I knew that if I was in that kind of environment, that I would probably just burn myself out. 
because everybody at that school is in music. There's nobody who's like just in business or, you know, biology or something like that. So I knew that if I was there, it was all I was going to be doing. And as much as that kind of appealed, where it's like, oh, I'd only really be doing what I like to do, which is music. But at the same time, I was like, oh my God, that would be the only thing. And I would probably get so in my own head about it that I would not really be able to breathe. So I was just kind of like, my, my gut's telling me I, I shouldn't go there. I shouldn't, shouldn't be doing that. And I knew that there was a lot going on just myself. Like I remember I would, I would drive to school in the morning. I'd have a panic attack in my car <laughs> and then I would go to class. <laughs> and then I would fall asleep in my first period every single day. <laughs> and um, thank God my history teacher never called me on it. He, he was the best. Thank you so much. <laughs> but I definitely like was falling asleep every day in my European history class and just praying to God that I could get through the day. And because um, I'm more of a night owl, <laughs> it's very hard for me to stay awake in the morning. And so it's just like, I just don't think that this is going to work out for me because I went to a really competitive high school. Everybody I knew was obsessed with their uh, grades. I had a friend who got like a 1350 on their SAT and they thought it was a bad score. So I knew a lot of people who were like that. And for me, I was not great at math. I was really good at like English and history. So those were like the AP classes I took, but I was just having a hard time because everybody around me is talking about applying to Ivy League schools or just in-state schools that were really good. And they were all very excited about college while I was just like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't like, I don't want to stay here, but I don't want to go. And um, so I just kind of felt like a kind of like a loser because all of my friends were like, you know, getting accepted to this school and that school, and they're all excited about going. And I was like, is anybody else feeling like this is just, you know, dumb shit? I don't want to do this. Like, <laughs> I don't think I want to go to school yet. And, um, and I was just miserable. Like, all I did was sleep. <laughs> so I applied to the community college. It was like 10 minutes away from my house. Just kind of was because at the time I was still thinking maybe I, I should go to Berkeley. I could get some uh, gen ed credits out of the way and then I could go and just focus on music while I'm there. That was the original plan, but I remembered going to see you and being like, this is really where things like feel good. And maybe it's not the biggest name, but it's probably the better choice for me in the long run, considering that, yes, it is less expensive, but it's also just seems like a better place for me to be. And honestly, like this whole thing was just actually such a blessing because it just meant that I got to take medication and start seeing a therapist. And, and of course, like I'm very lucky and privileged to have access to those things. And, um, and at the time I was like uh, working a bunch of different jobs and going to school part-time. So making money was definitely like a little bit more helpful in terms of just kind of giving myself something to do. That didn't mean that I was just at home, like freaking out over everything. 
And so like I, I worked like five different jobs over the course of the year, uh, three at once at one point. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> it was the only thing that I could really like focus on because I had like very easy classes and just very simple gen ed stuff. But yeah, like I was really lucky that I didn't actually have to go to school at that time. My parents didn't spend a ton of money only for me to come home. So I was lucky in that sense where it was like the the things that happened like the year before were actually really good because it meant that I wasn't spending if I if I had gone to Berkeley seventy two thousand dollars not to, to to just come home. And so I was very lucky that that just worked out for me. And um and I kind of started to figure out that I was really anxious all the time. But it wasn't a bad thing because I think it made me hyper aware, but at the same time, it could be a detriment to me. As I was taking medication, I did go off of it for a little bit at one point, just trying to see if I could do without it because I had always heard the stories of like, I took antidepressants for a year and then after that, I was fine. <laughs> like, and I thought that maybe that would be me too because I was still somewhat in denial of the fact that I'd always kind of felt like that, but it just, I think it just finally like bubbled over during my senior year. So I did take off the medication for a bit. And then I realized that I was really sad again. (laughs) So I was like, actually, you know what, if this is the thing that helps me get through the day, that's fine. And other people, they, they may not need medication or they they take it for a while and then they feel better, but maybe this is just the thing that I need for now or just for the foreseeable future because it's the thing that can help me just get through the day <laughs> and like just be fine. And then I sent in another application to CU Denver, just kind of accepted that like Berkeley was not going to work out for me. They were not really interested in me <laughs> and uh, CU gave me some scholarship money, which was very helpful. And all of my credits were transferred successfully. So I was very excited. I was accepted again, which I wasn't nervous about, but it was just so nice to be like, okay, this is, this is going to happen now. Like I'm actually going to go to school. I didn't have to move back home like everybody else did. And now I can kind of start when I feel better. And I'm really lucky to be here. You know, I keep saying that I'm very privileged to have had like uh, therapy and access to medication and all that. But it really is true. I don't think that I would have, I don't want to say I wouldn't be like sitting here talking to you today because of that. Because it was never, never quite like that. It was more just like, everybody hates me. Everything is going wrong. And um and still, yes, that is something I, I struggle with quite a bit where I am see, like I talk to my friends and I'm like, ah, do they hate me? And I have to kind of backtrack in my own mind and be like, no one, no one hates you. No one cares. But yeah, like I also, you know, had a, just de- dealing with two years of anxiety is just really debilitating. And still it's something that I, I struggle with, but it's not nearly as bad as it used to be where it was like, I could barely get out of bed. Because it was just like, everything will go wrong if you get up. (laughs) So 
I'm really glad to be here. And I've had so many awesome opportunities here at UCD that I wouldn't have had if I had stayed in Texas. And um, I am going to be like really sad when I have to go home for the summer because my parents were like, you know, are you going to you gonna stay in Denver or are you going to come back home? And it's like, I don't know, really want to stay here. Because <laughs> when I went home for the break for about five weeks, it was kind of all those reminders of why I had left in the first place, kind of like coming back. Because it was like, my family is great and everything, but just being back home, if you will, was just so hard. Because I was like, I can't really, I can't really separate the association that I have from like feeling super shitty <laughs> and um, that town. So it is going to be hard, like going back there. Cause I do have to, I am going to be taking a couple classes over the summer, but like, I know that I'm much more equipped to deal with things than I was before. So I'm not as worried about it. And also my parents are much more understanding of what I'm going through at this point. They, they get it more. So there have been times where I like called them this year, like, having a panic attack and I'm like, hi, um, I'm not, I, I feel like I'm dying. And <laughs> so, you know, they've always been very understanding and sweet. And at first maybe they didn't quite get it, but now they do. And a lot of my friends here are very like sweet and they know what, what to do in these situations because maybe they deal with it themselves or they have other friends who have been like through similar situations so I'm just really lucky that I'm at a place where nobody's really being like, wow, you have issues <laughs> or something. Because when I was back home, I definitely got more of that vibe where people were kind of judging me for the fact that I was going to a community college. I definitely got the vibe that people were confused by me. Cause I never really felt like I had fit in back there. And then it's like, actually came to Denver and I'm like, I feel like I can not only fit in here, but also stand out in my own way. And people here actually kind of like some of the music that I like. It's very difficult to find people. Um, <laughs> when you live in a small Southern Texas town. Um, <laughs> so people are like, what are you, what are you listening to? I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it was, it's been so nice to be here and to have friends that not only are very understanding and empathetic, but also just in general, the, the faculty and the staff here have been really helpful when I'm going through a rough time or when I've been like, hey, can I get an extension on this? Because um, I haven't been able to get out of bed <laughs> or something like that. And I would definitely say some days are worse than others but nothing like it used to be. And I'm just so grateful that I was able to move past that and that I'm in a much better place, not only in terms of uh, geographic location, <laughs> but also just in general, my own mind. I like myself a lot more than I used to. And that's just been definitely the best part is just feeling like I can be myself and I'm not ashamed of that anymore. Thank you, Ripley, for sharing all of that. It, it sounds like you've done such powerful work um, and it's a continuous journey, but 
it sounds like you're doing amazing work to take care of yourself. Thank you. Um, I do want to know how, how do you give yourself grace to meet expectations that you might not have energy for? For myself, I just kind of try not to to beat myself up about it because that was definitely what I did when I was younger, where I was like, you can't do everything. Wow, you suck. And that's just not the way to think about yourself. And it's like, I just understand now that I have limits and I'm only one person. And there's only so much that I can do in a day. And I have to do the things that are best for myself. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And I'm curious, what advice do you have for people going through something similar? If you're in a position to um, get therapy, get therapy. Um, If you're in a position or that you would like to get medication, I would strongly encourage it. I understand that that is not always for everybody, but at least for myself, I didn't think that it would be something that would help me, but it definitely did. And I don't know where I would be without my lovely daily prescription. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. Um, Mm -hmm. And so what advice do you have for students to get involved on campus? Just go to things, do things. I understand that like if you're in a really bad place mentally and you are not sure that you can, you know, go do the three things that you're supposed to do today. Like I get that. Sometimes you just got to understand that you can't do everything and, um, and that you've got to decompress. You've got to give yourself some time. But I think the biggest thing is when you're feeling good, just get out there, whether that's obviously on Zoom (laughs) or actually going down to meet new people or um, meeting people through social media and connecting through that, especially during this time of COVID. I have made so many like really cool friends through Instagram and Discord and Snapchat and stuff like that. Um, Even Tinder, like, (laughs) you know, just getting yourself out there in some kind of aspect and meeting new people is going to definitely help you. Even if nothing really comes out of it, you can just be like, well, I did my best and that's all I can do. Yeah. That pat on the back that you're, you're doing the best you can right now. Yeah. (laughs) And that can be a lot more helpful than (laughs) I think we realize. And my final question is what are some things you like to do for yourself? I really like to just watch things that make me laugh. So my comfort shows are like, you know, Phineas and Ferb Um, (laughs) and the IT crowd, the office, stuff that just generally makes me feel good and is like a comfort to me because the office was definitely like my comfort show during my senior year because I was like the first time I watched it. I think I probably watched the office literally like six times I want to say within that school year, the entire thing. Um, (laughs) And, and so like doing things that just make me happy, like watching stuff or like playing animal crossing for hours on end, or just, you know, taking a really long shower, doing face masks or listening to music that I like and just, you know, dancing or even just playing instruments and kind of just feeling like I can be creative with that or, Songwriting is very like therapeutic for me. I love to write poetry and also just uh, songs in general. So doing things that make me feel like fulfilled creatively or just things that make me laugh 
are the ways that I like to kind of decompress and just be like, things are going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. You're going to live. Yeah. It it sounds like also using those words to be kind to yourself and reminding Mm -hmm. yourself you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Well, Ripley, thank you so much for joining us today and thank you for sharing your story and thank you for your bravery. Thank you for having me. Ripley disclosed that she was going to spend some time playing Animal Crossing before attending class. Thank you again, Ripley, for your bravery and willingness to share your story. If you are having similar experiences to Ripley or know someone that is, you are not alone. There are places and people on and off campus that you can connect with and that might be helpful. Remember that you can always reach out to your faculty and staff for support. There is a multitude of resources available to students, staff, and faculty on campus. Here are a few. Active Minds is a student-led organization here at CU Denver. Active Minds CU Denver chapter is dedicated to building community through education, research, and advocacy through mental health destigmatization, resources, and action. Join them today, and to learn more, check out their website listed in the description of this episode. Colorado Crisis Services. Talk to a counselor 24-7 to get urgent support or to get connected to mental health resources near you. Counselors are available via phone, text, and walk-ins. Visit their website for more information. The Student Life and Campus Community Team works to connect students to one of 130-plus campus clubs and organizations, meet new people, and develop leadership skills through weekly leadership workshops and certificate programs. Student Life also sponsors the Student Government Association and the student-led newspaper, The Century. Check out their website to get involved. The Office of Case Management has available case managers to discuss resources on campus and explore additional supports that students may need. Visit our website to learn more. Thank you again to the Office of Case Management and our partners, the Phoenix Center, Student Life and Campus Community, Active Minds, Auraria Recovery Community, Student and Community Counseling Center, and CU Denver's Digital Strategies Team. Please complete the survey at the end of each episode and enter to win an appreciation item. The survey will be listed in the description of each episode. Finally, thank you to all of our volunteers for your bravery, and thank you all for listening. Mm-hmm.